So last Sunday, um, we kicked off the series by talking about New Year's resolutions. That's how I kicked off the message series. And as, as you know, millions and millions of people every year, they set up New Year's resolutions. They have goals for themselves that they establish, and they are setting these goals up that they might better themselves in the new year. And while even every single one of those goals that we talked about last week, or goals you may have, every single one is individual to you, to the person next to you and the person down the street. Every single goal is individual to what you are looking to do. There are common themes, and there's one in particular that we're going to highlight today. There are common themes amongst the goals and the resolutions that we set. There's one ingredient that is essential for success. If you're going to have success in this new year, there's one ingredient that you are going to need to have. It is the ingredient that is in every single resolution. It is in the same one that is in every single resolution. And the ingredient that we need is intentionality. Intentionality. Without intentionality, you will not succeed. It's as plain as that. No one stumbles into a better life. No one just falls into a better health or, or accidentally gets their finances in order. You don't go to bed at night with your head on the pillow, with your house a mess, and the next day wake up and say, I know exactly how to organize all of this, and suddenly you can clean your house top to bottom. It doesn't happen like that. You can't just declutter your life in a day. No one stumbles into a better life. You only grow as a person when you are intentional about the direction that you're heading. We all have goals. We all have objectives that we want to accomplish this year. Perhaps your resolution is one of the 10 that I listed last week. As a church, we looked at those resolutions from 2023, the top 10 that I shared. But then as a church, together, I put up one resolution for all of us that I hope that you will take to heart this year. One resolution for everyone within our community, and that is a resolution that we are going to connect with God in 2023. That's something I would love for us to do as a church. How can we, with intentionality, connect with Jesus this year? How can we do that? To grow in our relationship with Jesus. Now, our message series for the next couple of weeks, as we've been going through here, is our, our title is, What Does the Church Have to Offer Us? What does the church have to offer me? Why are you here in church on Sunday, or why are you listening to this at all? What does the church have to offer you? And I submit to you that through the church, you have an opportunity this year to grow. To grow. When you get to this time of the year next year, in 2024, and you look back at 2023, what are you hoping to accomplish? And do you think that the church, the church, will help you achieve those goals? Do you think the church will even be a part of what you're trying to accomplish in this year? Millions and millions and millions of Christians, every year they grow older, but they don't grow up. They grow older every year, but they don't grow up. They're stuck in spiritual infancy, eating from a bottle and being spoon-fed their faith because they never intend to grow up. And I want that to be different for us this year. My hope for us as we strive to connect with God is that each of us will personally make the time to explore 
more a personal relationship with Jesus. What will that look like for you? It's going to look different for all of us because we're all at different steps along our journey of faith, but there are some similarities, as I said, some practices that we can each follow that will help you to be intentional about building a relationship with Jesus this year. And before we dive into those intentional practices, let's pray for our time together this morning. Would you join me in prayer? God, I pray that you would be present in this place. God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts and to our minds this morning, that you would help us to find the conviction to be intentional about our relationship with you. Lord, we love you. We worship you. Our souls cry out to worship you. Bless the Lord, oh, our souls. Let everything that is within us praise your holy name. And so, Lord, we pray that you would give us the ability to be intentional before you this day and this year. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I do not know how many of you held on to your memory card from last week. For me, I went home and took my memory card that we had given to everybody, and I took mine, I put mine on, I actually took a butterfly clip, and I clipped it to the lamp on my bureau. And that is the lamp that turns the light on in my room and turns the light off in my room. So every day, I was turning that on, and, and it was the first thing I would see. That was one way for me to keep that uh, that in mind, that, that memory verse of that I, through the church I have an opportunity to, last week was love. I have an opportunity to love others and that others will know that I'm a Christian because of my love. A few of you actually shared your stories with me this week about how that memory verse helped you go through your week. And so I appreciate that you shared those with me. They encouraged me uh, as much as I was hoping that, they would that the card would encourage you as you went through your week. Well, today's memory card is going to remind you that through the church, you have an opportunity to grow. To grow. Your choice to be intentional is personal, but the community around you, the community around you, is going to help you succeed. When you have community around you, you're much more likely to succeed than if you try to go it on your own. A few years ago, NBC, uh, the NBC News reported a study and it determined that 95% of people who started a weight loss program, 95% of those who started a program with friends completed the program they set out to do. It's a pretty good statistic. 95% set out to complete the program as compared to 76% that completed the program alone. So can you grow on your own? Absolutely, you can grow on your own but you are far more likely to succeed with others, with others who are pulling in the same direction as you. That's the point. So today's memory verse, it has uh, on, on the card in front of you, you'll see the card, you can pull it out if you've got it in front of you, or for those of you who are at home or watching this uh, online, you can see that the card has a, has a saying and a scripture on the opposite side. On the front it says, through my church, I have the opportunity to grow. That's what the card says in the front, to remind you that you have the opportunity to grow. And then the back is scripture from Matthew chapter 9, verse 9. And this is what Matthew 9, verse 9 says. It says, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Why is this our memory verse? Because if you want to grow, 
you have to get up from where you are and be intentional about following Jesus. And not only intentional about following Jesus, but we need to learn to let him be Lord of our lives. Years ago, I came across a poem, and the title of the poem was called A Bike Ride with Jesus. And it was by an unknown, uh, unnamed author, and it has forever taken up residency within my heart as an illustration of what it means to be intentional about letting Jesus be Lord of my life. And so I thought I would share the poem with you this morning. And this is called A Bike Ride with God. When I first met Christ, it seemed as though life was rather like a bike ride. But it was a tandem bike. And I noticed that Christ was in the back helping me to pedal. I don't know just when it was that he suggested we change places, but life has never been the same since. When I had control, I knew the way. It was rather boring, but predictable. It was the shortest distance between two points. But when he took the lead, he knew delightful long cuts, up mountains and through rocky places, at breakneck speeds, and it was all I could do to just hang on. Even though it looked like madness, he said, pedal. I was worried, and I was anxious, and I asked, where are you taking me? And he laughed and didn't answer. And I started to learn how to trust. I forgot my boring life and entered into the adventure. And when I'd say, I'm scared, he'd lean back and touch my hand. He took me to people with gifts that I needed. Gifts of healing, acceptance, and joy. And then he said, give those gifts away. They're extra baggage. They're too much weight. And so I did. I gave them to people we met. And I found that in giving, I received, and still our burden was light. I did not trust him at first, in control of my life. I thought he'd wreck it. He knows bike's secrets. He knows how to make it bend and take sharp corners, knows how to jump high and clear the rocks, knows how to fly to shorten the scary passages. And I'm learning to shut up and pedal in the strangest places. And I'm beginning to enjoy the view and the cool breeze on my face with my delightful constant companion, Jesus Christ. And when I am sure that I just can't do it anymore, he just smiles and says, pedal. If you want to grow in this year, allow Jesus to move from the back of your bike to the front. To change your life, you're going to have to change the way you think. The way you think determines the way that you feel, and the way you feel determines the way that you will act. We can all work on minimizing our immature thoughts. You know, those, those selfish, self-centered thoughts that all of us have. And we can practice having the mind of Christ, ideas which focus on others, not ourselves. One way for us to have the mind of Christ is to learn to think about what God thinks about, about life. The way you learn about what God thinks about is to spend time in the Bible it's not rocket science, but it does require intentionality for us to go to the scripture. Find a plan that works for you. I know I've talked a lot of times about Bible studies and 
and participating. Find a study, find something that works for you. Every one of us is different. We, we approach the Bible differently. Some of us just want to dig in and read the Bible cover to cover. That'd be great. People do that. But if that's not for you, there's other shorter versions and there's other ways that you can connect with, with the Word of God. So pick up the Bible or, or join a Bible study. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a Bible study that matches up with our next message series. So when you see that come up, sign up and join us. It's going to be a, a fun study for six weeks. Come join that growth group and, and be a part of what we're doing. Or go to your phone. Every single one of us has a phone. Look for the, the, the YouVersion Bible app. It's the one that we recommend here at Wayne Presbyterian Church because it's so good. It is right there. It is free. And there are thousands of quality, quality videos and studies and devotions. They take five minutes in the morning. But they're fantastic because they set your, your mind and they change your thinking as you start thinking about the Word of God and letting God be a part of, of your daily practice. So I would encourage you, one way to change your thinking and change the way you feel and, and change the way that you act is to go to the Bible and to understand the mind of Christ as he's given us to do. Now another way to grow is to let Jesus be your guide and to practice what you're learning. So as you're growing and learning, you need to learn to practice those things. And every day, every day is an opportunity for us to practice, to practice. Each day is an opportunity to do what Matthew did, which is to get up and follow Jesus. In good times and in bad, how do you intentionally follow Jesus's leading? Every 24 hours, you and I face a variety of circumstances. Every 24 hours, we have new circumstances in our lives. God will use every circumstance to help develop your character and teach you and teach you how to let Jesus take the lead and drive that bicycle. Pastor Rick Warren once wrote, there are no shortcuts to maturity. It takes years for us to grow into adulthood and it takes a full season for fruit to mature and to ripen. And so the development of Christ-like character cannot be rushed. Spiritual growth, like physical growth, takes time. So as you're planning in this new year, as you're planning to let God be someone that you connect with, someone you forge a relationship with, let connecting with God be one of your goals. But understand that connecting with God is going to take time. Growth is going to take time. And so your intentionality now is going to make a huge difference years down the road. Don't listen to the lie that, that worries, worries you, thinking, well, if, if I do this, God's going to take charge and he's going to wreck my life if I let him be in charge. Don't let that be the lie that you listen to because Jesus has gifts of healing, gifts of acceptance, gifts of joy that he wants to give to you so that you can learn how to practice those and then give them to others. And if you trust that you make, uh, and, and, and trust that if you make, if you go and make one intentional change this year, if you just work on one intentional change that you will work on, you will grow as a person of faith this year. So will it be challenging your thoughts? Will it be spending time with the Bible? Will it be practicing what you're learning? There is something specific, I believe, as I'm sharing these words with you, that the Holy Spirit of God is pressing upon our hearts. All of us, all of us have something that God is saying, you can do this this year. 
You can do this this year. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now, thinking about one thing that you can do that will intentionally help you grow in a relationship with Jesus. And there's this tension because you don't want to do it. Or there's a lie that says, I don't really want to do it. Because he's going to wreck what I've got going on, this equilibrium, this balance. But, but if you let Jesus in, and you let the Holy Spirit in, you do that one thing this year, you will be able to grow. You will be able to grow. But it requires intentionality. You know, we as a culture, we are obsessed with speed. We're obsessed with, with the instant. We're obsessed with it. God is, God is not interested in speed. He's interested in stability and in strengthening through stability. We're always looking for that quick fix, for that shortcut, for that way to get there. But God's plan involves consistency, repetition, and patience. We want a sermon or a seminar or an experience that will, will instantly solve all of our problems. We go to these self-help things and, and we say, how will that fix what I need to have fixed? But real growth is never a result of a single experience. Growth is gradual and it will come to you, it will come to you as intentionality and consistency as you apply those things. It will come into your life as you learn to let Jesus take the lead. You may not trust him at first in control of your life. You may think that he'll wreck it, but he knows bike secrets. He knows how to make it bend and to jump and to fly through this life. And so this year, be intentional about drawing near to God, drawing near to Jesus, and, and see the church as your ally in this. What does the church have to offer you? Together with others around you, you have an opportunity to grow. This year, get up from wherever you are and follow Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for the gift of each new day. For Lord, with the coming of the sun, we are able to see uh, the incredible glory of the world around us. It is a new beginning, and you give us new opportunities. And so, God, with every experience that we have in our 24-hour existence, Lord, we pray that you would show us how we can best follow you, how we can best understand you, how we can spend time with you, get to know you, and how we can grow or to connect with you this year. So we are so grateful, Lord, that you give us these opportunities. And we pray, Lord, that we would lock arms with the people around us, people in the pews to our right and to our left, Lord, that we would be the church of Jesus Christ, encouraging and spurring one another on in our growth. Let that be part of the legacy that you give to us as a church. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.